Quality sleep is essential, and that's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. So you can choose what's right for you whenever you like. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature. Quiets their snores. Sleep Number does that. Sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on Sleep Number limited edition smart beds for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Last year, U.S. Airlines carried 853 million passengers to vacations, concerts, work events. I was one of those passengers, and maybe you were too. And so was Angie Andreessen. Okay, so this is my letter of resignation that I wrote to American Airlines back in February. She wasn't a passenger. She was on the clock. I always thought I would be a flight attendant until I retired from the workforce. But here I am writing my letter of resignation nine years later. After she quit, her open resignation letter on Facebook went viral. In it, she talks about why people are drawn to the job. This job appeals to a really idealistic group of people who want to travel and think this job is a great way to be able to do that. And why she loved it. I held babies for moms who were traveling alone. I comforted nervous flyers and people who had lost loved ones and were heading to funerals. And what happened when COVID hit? Passengers got angry and more violent. The friendly skies have been anything but. We do not feel supported by management. So if you're wondering why flying is terrible lately, you're not the only one. And if you haven't heard that yet, you probably will, because this summer is expected to top pre-pandemic airline passenger numbers. The last two years have been a perfect storm of higher ticket prices, fewer perks, delays, cancellations, ground stops. Staffing shortages have hit the air tower and the flight deck alike. And did I mention that some travelers are getting verbally and physically abusive? Honestly, people don't remember how to behave anymore which is why people like Angie are quitting. Good luck finding people who will work for scraps and care for such a large number of unhappy customers every day. You treat them just as badly as you treat your overworked and underpaid employees and then leave us all to clean up the mess you don't give us the resources to fix. So what will it take to change things? To get airlines to better deal with the pent-up demand, to get aviation workers like Angie to stick it out, and to get travelers to chill. Fasten your seatbelt, turbulence ahead. I'm Audie Cornish, and this is The Assignment. Okay, let me back up a second. The airline industry has always been tough on its workers. And even though there are a lot of unions, they took a major hit in the public's eye in the early 80s. That's when the members of the Professional Air Traffic Controllers Association walked off the job. Air traffic controllers defied court orders and went out on strike today, grounding half the nation's commercial airline flights. We went on strike to improve the working conditions to the point we believe it's absolutely necessary. We'll accept nothing less. Within 48 hours, then-President Ronald Reagan had fired more than 10,000 people. Uh, I've told you what I think should be done. They're terminated. Historical footnote here, Congress voted to name the Washington, D.C. airport in honor of Reagan on his birthday nearly 20 years later. So that strike was a seminal moment. And for a time, strike authorizations were harder to come by. Like, maybe the public might not be on their side. Until now. I know how frustrated many of you are with the service you get from your U.S. airlines. Especially after you, the American taxpayer, stepped up in 2020, the last administration, 
in the early days of the pandemic to provide nearly $50 billion in assistance to keep the airline industry and its employees afloat. I get it. So while the Biden administration tries to put pressure on the airlines to take better care of passengers, pilots unions at Southwest and American Airlines turned up the heat on their contract negotiations with a strike authorization vote. And then shortly after, the Association of Professional Flight Attendants warned its members to expect a strike authorization vote this summer. And yeah, working through the pandemic has had a lot to do with this new labor energy. People are stronger. They have a voice. They, they, they see what they can fight for and what they can win. This is Katora Johnson. She's with another flight attendants union, the Association of Flight Attendants. Um, we got a contract negotiations or a ratified contract or a tentative agreement right after we got a 100% strike vote. That's never happened before because people are tired of being tired. They are fed up. And the truth is, despite inflation and high prices, people are still spending on travel. And the airlines are struggling to keep up with demand. So I asked Angie, who quit her job on American Airlines, and Katura, who flew with Piedmont Airlines before taking on her role at the union. Is it a weird time to be in aviation? Yeah, that I would say facts. <laughs> uh, facts in what way? Like top two to three things that you're just like, uh, what the heck? Um, burnout. Mm-hmm. And I, just passengers behaving badly. Angie? I 100% agree with that, especially the burnout. And there's so much that we can go into with that. Um, But flight attendants are extremely burned out. I mean, I was. I had to leave. I was done. So first, for both of you, can you talk about how you got into this business? Um, Because lots of people get into it for different reasons. Um, And I'd love to know kind of what you were doing before you thought, hey, I'd like to join the Friendly Skies. Katura. Yeah, so I actually started uh, on the ramp as a ramp agent. Um, uh, after I came back from Afghanistan, I, I needed a job, and so I got a job there. And to be clear, what were you doing in Afghanistan? Uh, I was a truck driver, uh, but I worked in operations when I was deployed. And when did you decide that you wanted to be a flight attendant? In 2017. Okay, and at that time, what did you think it was going to be like? I thought it was going to be glamorous, up in the air, flying, traveling for free. Okay. Benefits. Angie, for you, when did you become a flight attendant? I became a flight attendant in 2014. I started applying in about 2013. I was kind of just, you know, doing what you do in your 20s. I was trying to figure out what I want to do. I was bartending and I personal trained for a little while. And uh, I actually, my family is all aviation. So my dad was a pilot who retired from American Airlines um, in 2020. And my grandfather was also a pilot. So they were like, why don't you become a flight attendant? It'll be great. You can see the world and travel. And I thought that that sounded like a really great deal. I was like, sign me up. And then, of course, we're sitting here and it's not so glamorous anymore. <laughs> but I What had, did you think it was going to be like? I thought that it was just going to be really fun. It was going to be, you know, working flights, serving drinks, and then getting to the layover and going and exploring all these different places, which in the beginning, really, it was. You know, it was fun when I first started. Um, but obviously, things changed drastically. When you first started... What was the pay structure? I realize I actually don't know how and when flight attendants are paid. Katura, you're nodding. Before we get to the problems of that, just tell me, what? how does it work? From the time I arrive at the airport and encounter my first uh, flight person maybe at a desk or something, when, when do they get paid? 
So we get paid uh, when the boarding door closes. Uh, that's how we start to get paid. And then when it opens. So we're paid for a flight time. What are you doing all the rest of the time? Not getting paid for our work is <laughs> Which what is, we're doing. Yes. And it's completely insane. And I don't even know how it's legal, but you're, you do the most work. I mean, we sign it, we get to the airport, um, get on the employee bus, get to the airport an hour before our flight, sign in, get on the plane. We're ready to receive passengers. We do, I would say that we do most of our work during boarding because boarding is crazy. People don't know how to put their bags away. They can't find their seats. On top of that, confirmed, company, confirmed from my experience as a passenger. <laughs> right? I totally get it. But what I'm hearing is that while that door is open, you are not getting paid. No. Correct. And so, so real quick so flight attendants, they want to be paid uh, for all of our time at work. And so a lot of people don't understand how it came to be. In the early days, flight attendants and pilot pay was based on flight distance. And so flight attendants don't have the protections of the Fair Labor Standards Act. And so we're working to be recognized for all of our time at work, not just boarding. So it's a lot of talk of boarding pay, but it's not just boarding pay. It's all of our time exactly. that we're away from home and working. So you mentioned the boarding itself. That's work you're doing. That's unpaid time. What are some other periods where you're unpaid but doing work we would all recognize as the work of a flight attendant? Well, at the end of the flight, there's also deplaning, which takes a really long time sometimes because you have to wait for wheelchairs and strollers to come up from the ramp. Um, you have to wait for aisle chairs for people who need that extra assistance to get off the plane. Um, we also have sit time in between flights, which can be up to three hours. And then, I mean, who knows how long it could be if you're delayed. So you're sitting at the airport for all of these hours with, I mean, you're getting a per diem pay, but that's nothing. Um, so basically you're just sitting there. Most You could be on duty for 15 hours and get paid for five of those hours. So what I'm hearing is that in that moment when I am sitting there on the plane, <laughs> the door is still open uh, and um, I start to get irked or annoyed or in my feelings for whatever reason, <laughs> you too are all... In our feelings. And in your feelings. Oh, yeah. Correct. <laughs> With a smile on our face. With, but you have a to smile, one. right? <laughs> I don't have to smile, but you have to smile. I'm getting uh, double gun fingers from Katura over here. <laughs> um, so then let's talk about behavior. How did behavior change after the pandemic? And by that, I'm saying... Um, we heard a lot about having to enforce masking policies. We heard a lot about the cuts. So we, we have a sense of how tough it was during the height of the quarantines and when flights were really cut back. But once we came back, so to speak, what has it looked like? I'm going to start with Katura because your faces alone are telling me <laughs> it's <laughs> That's been we're off camera, a rough ride. No. So the thing is, is that passengers have always behaved badly. They don't listen, you know, and so but with the pandemic, they just didn't listen to, to different things. And so um, it really comes down to respect, respecting flight attendants. Like, I'll be let's ask a question. The last time you're on a plane, did you did you pay attention or did you put your phone on airplane mode right at the time? And so th people think of disruptions as being big things, but it's really any interference with the flight crew's duties. Right. So if they're giving a safety demonstration and you're not paying attention, that could be a distraction to the flights and giving the safety demonstration. Yeah. People don't acknowledge you like as a human being and then treating other people on the plane badly. Um, I've had people sitting next to people who were overweight um, and made such a big deal about it or made a big deal about crying babies. Um, like, what do you want me to do about the crying baby? 
We have seen um, viral videos of violent outbursts of, for instance, a person complaining about a crying baby. But as you said, Katura, there's always been kind of bad behavior. So what actually feels different to you now? Uh, I feel the way that they're expressing their bad behavior. I feel like before it was kind of in secret, like they would secretly be doing things, but now they're just blatantly disrespect in your face. One of my last flights that I worked, I had a woman who was laying down across the row of seats. And for landing, we have to have everybody sitting up with a seatbelt on, with their seat backs up and their tray tables put away. So I went over to her and asked her to sit up. And she basically told me no. So I said, all right, I'm going to walk away and then I'll come back in a minute and see if she's sitting up. And she wasn't. So I said again, ma'am, you need to sit up for landing. This is a safety thing. And she cursed me out and told me that she was going to hit me for, you know, things as simple as that. Like, Do you mind telling me what she said? She said, you, I'll hit you. On the flight. And what did other people do in that moment? A lot of people just stared. Um, I mean, in that instance, nobody really said anything, but I, I mean, I would hope that if it got to physical violence, that other passengers would step in. I haven't been physically assaulted by a passenger, thank God. But what happened was I just got the other flight crew involved and the captain, and we had the police meet the flight and escort this woman off the plane. What was it like as she was being escorted off the plane? She was super sweet to the police officers. I don't know what I did wrong. I'm like, "Uh uh-huh. Yeah. Now you're being sweet. (laughs) That's convenient. All right, we're going to take a short break. When we come back, Katura and Angie will talk about how you can make your upcoming travels less stressful for everyone involved. This podcast is supported by Sleep Number. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number smart bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs, so you can choose what's right for each of you whenever you like. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature. Quiets their snores? Sleep Number does that. Only Sleep Number smart beds let you each choose your ideal comfort and support. Your Sleep Number setting. Sleep Number smart beds learn how you sleep and provide personalized insights to help you sleep better. All Sleep Number smart beds feature cooling, pressure-relieving comfort layers for soothing sleep throughout the night. Temperature-balancing bedding is designed to move heat and moisture away when you're hot. When you're cool, they hold their energy to help warm you. Sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on Sleep Number limited edition smart beds for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Apollo, the, the god of music was also the god of medicine, right? So there, there's been a long time link between music and, and sound and health. That is my favorite fact of the month. <laughs> that Apollo, the god of music, was also the god of medicine. I'm Meghna Chakrabarty. Let's explore the world we're living in every weekday with On Point from WBUR, Boston's NPR. Find and follow On Point wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, back to my conversation with former American Airlines flight attendant Angie Andreessen and Katura Johnson, International Vice President of the AFA, that's the Association of Flight Attendants. How much of this is also um, a consequence of how the airlines are behaving themselves? 
So we're all in smaller spaces with less room in a variety of ways, whether that be for our luggage or ourselves. Um, We're dealing with those flight cancellations. We're dealing with delays. How much of it are the current conditions? Angie, you seem to talk a little bit about this in your resignation. Yes. um, The airlines are all about making a profit. So if they can pack people into the plane like sardines, they're going to. Um, And they're doing that. I mean, they've They've um, restructured a lot of the airplanes so that people basically have no leg room. And I know when I have to travel as a passenger, how uncomfortable it is to have to sit there for hours like that. And then when you're delayed, it's even worse if you're you're stuck on the tarmac, things like that. Um, The way that they're doing flight attendant schedules also has a big impact on daily operations because now there's a computer system that does the schedules. It's called the optimizer. So just that name alone, you can guess that they're basically just like making you work as much as they can during your workday. And it's just, it's a pretty brutal system. And they're basically setting you up for for failure because things fall apart so much more often than they run out of flight crews. And when you throw in weather and mechanical delays, it's just a huge mess. Katura, for you, um, I hear the optimizer and I have more questions. Um, but can you talk about how the ways airlines are operating how that affects our experience as well as yours. No, absolutely. I think it comes down to staffing as well. Like, they're short staff. You hear it on the news. There's no pilots. There's no crew. There's no passengers or uh, employees to push wheelchairs for uh, elderly people coming off of the plane, um, even shortages for food inside of the airport. The way but that- what's behind the shortages staffing-wise? People are tired. People are quitting and um, burnout and lack of respect from the flying public. And pay. There's competitive rates, and so people are going to other carriers and working. Contracts, quality of life, there's a list. There's a lot of things that flight attendants want more of. But are there more Angies out there than we think? Oh, absolutely. I was getting to the point where I was talking to other flight attendants because I was like, is this just me like that hates walking into work every day? Because I'm a really positive person. I can usually find the joy in anything, and I just couldn't find it. Every, any, every time I walked in that door, I could not find the joy. Staffing shortages uh, obviously have caused a lot of issues. This happened last summer. Um, Angie, heading into this summer, what questions do you have for Katura? Since you're out of the business, I'm wondering what you're thinking. Well, I mean, yeah, I think that this summer is going to be messy because you're dealing with a group of flight attendants who are burned out. But yeah, Katura, are you seeing like more people calling out? Are you seeing more people quitting? I believe it's going to be a hot labor summer because there's a lot going on and there's a lot of contracts uh, that are in negotiations right now. Um, People are leaving, but people are coming and we're going to continue to fight uh, for those people who are coming on with their contracts. Um, But it's definitely going to it's going to get a little messy for sure. What ways will it be messy to your mind? Uh, Flight attendants. It's it's hot. Summer travels back. Um, People don't fly often. Uh, If they don't fly often, they might not know the rules. They might not be familiar with how things go, they might get lost. So basically what I would say is for people to pack their patients um, because it's going to be uh, difficult for flight attendants and for traveling and for, I guess, unseasoned travelers and for seasoned travelers. It's just going to be a lot going on. At the end of the day, it's public transportation and things are going to go wrong. So you have to be ready for that. What are you going to be looking out for then? Like, what are you going to be listening for in terms of things that come out of the government, things that come out of the airlines that, like, affect your work? 
me personally something that I'm looking for any like LGBTQIA issues, things surrounding uniforms right now. There's a big issue with uniforms and not uh, flight attendants not being able to express themselves in the way that they wish um, in regards to uniforms and pronoun pens. So things like that, protecting trans folks uh, who are flying and now the bills are being passed or, in, you know, in Congress that you can't go to the bathroom uh, if you're trans in places like that. So things that will affect uh, our members, members of our union, those are the things that I'm looking out for. What are the things that airlines tend to push back hardest on when it comes to contracts? I'd say it's compensation and quality of life. Like, it's ridiculous that you have to, like, fight over having a hotel with a refrigerator in it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, something so something so small, but, like, to smaller carriers, that's a big deal if you have to pack your lunch on the road. I need a hotel with a refrigerator. Aviation-wise, what are you going to be looking for? Meaning, do you care about what's going on with air traffic controllers? Does it matter what happens with scheduling and delays? What are you kind of listening for across industry? All of those things, different trends. uh, Yeah, I, I guess it's hard to pinpoint specifically what we're looking for, but our ears are to the ground for any issues that arise. Well, I mean, I tell people who are going to be traveling over the summer that it's going to be messy. And I just, I would not want to be flying this summer. I'm actually going on vacation and I'm going to drive 10 hours instead of fly because I don't want to have to deal with, you know, the staffing shortages and the delays and things like that. um, If I want, if I need to get to where I'm going to go, I think that it's going to be a really frustrating summer. You said that there's a lot of people who may be flying again who haven't in a while. What's some of the unspoken etiquette people need to keep in mind? I got you. Headphones, absolutely. Keep your shoes on. If you have two carry-ons, one goes in the overhead, wheels out sometimes, depending on the aircraft, uh, and the other goes under the seat. If you have the metal, you know, there's debate if you get the uh, the armrest or not. Um, yeah, I, I think those are the unspoken rules. And, you know, bring snacks to the flight crew. Always bring snacks to the flight Bring us chocolate. We will love you. Definitely. Oh, my goodness. Angie, unspoken etiquette that you wish people remembered that they seem to have stopped after the pandemic. My biggest pet peeve was always headphones. Nobody wants to listen to your kid's game being played out loud in the cabin. Not everybody wants to listen to your music. Not not everyone wants to, to hear the show that you're watching. Just put some headphones in as a common courtesy to the people around you. Flush the toilet if you go to the bathroom. There's a button. It says flush. You might have to look around, but I promise you it's there. Um, yes, definitely wearing shoes. If you walk into the lavatory and there's water on the floor, that's probably not water. So you don't want to be tracking that through the plane. And this is not the time to clip your toenails. Um, <laughs> and yeah, just be prepared. I mean, people come on the plane. They're frustrated that we don't have food for sale. We have a limited amount of food. So just like just being prepared for your own self and for your family, for your kids. You know, if you need... Um, milk for formula, make sure you get that in the airport, things like that. And also pack a water bottle. I don't know why people are still paying $7 for water in the airport. That's right. Just dump it out, go through security and fill it up in the water fountain. And then they leave it in the seat back pocket. (laughs) Right. You guys just collecting water bottles. (laughs) (laughs) As a parent, do I have to bring gifts for every single person on the flight just in case my kid cries? Which I find offensive, to be honest, but is a thing. It is, but it's not necessary. I mean, babies are going to cry. Again, it's public transportation. If there's a crying baby, that's just part of the deal. And it's just hilarious to me when people come back and complain to me about crying babies. I'm like, uh, and I got to the point where I would say to people, what would you like me to do? Would you like me to go strangle the baby? Is that what you want? (laughs) Because it's such a ridiculous thing for somebody to get that mad about. 
No, and I think, like, if you bring uh, snacks for the crew, the crew will make sure that you and your baby are fine, you know, so. You guys will, you'll, yeah. like, fight someone for me. Exactly. Okay. <laughs> you'll be <Yes>. fine. <laughs> We're always ready to help moms who are struggling, that's for sure. Yes, for sure. What advice do you have for passengers who are encountering a travel issue? So, flight delays. Yes. What should we do? How do we deal? You just got to deal. Yeah. Delays happen. Summer storms happen. You just got to deal. Be patient. Again, we all are probably trying to go to the same place, and uh, we know when it's safe to take off. So please just be patient. We heard Angie say that she plans to take road trips Yes, <laughs> this summer. <laughs> Katura, for you, I mean, are you going to fly this summer? Oh, absolutely. You, you still have faith? Yes, I still have faith. You're so brave. I mean, I, I still fly a lot for work, and it's fast, and I don't know. I enjoy, I enjoy being in the back. I enjoy... You still enjoy it. Yeah, absolutely. I love flying. Um, Angie, I want to ask one other thing. Tell me what you do now for a living and how or why it's different slash better than your old job. Well, I'm in pet care full time, and I absolutely love just being outside all day with the dogs, um, not having to deal with people as much. And it's just really fun. I was feeling like I was walking onto the plane and I was encountering like you know, you can encounter thousands of people a day who it's their worst moment because they're stressed out from the second they walk in the door. Um, and then it's even worse by the time they get on the plane. So walking away from that and then walking into a house to pick up somebody's dog who it's the best moment of their day. And they're so excited to see me and go on a little adventure. Um, I love that. And Katura, for you, when you think about what you love about the job, what is it? And don't say adventure. or glamorous, okay? Um, Nothing from the 70s. Right now, what is fun about this job that makes you want to stick it out? um, In my current role uh, with the union, I I enjoy it to to help people. And I hear Angie saying, you know, it sucks. And I know that we're here as a union to help and make it not suck, you know? And so that's what I think is my favorite part about it is making things less suck for people uh, right now and for flight attendants. And I love that about you. Thank you for doing that for people. Yeah, of course. And I hear the dogs calling, Angie. I know. I was trying to you keep gotta them get quiet, back to work. But apparently, yeah, my dog is letting me know that he hasn't been for his walk yet. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, I want to thank you both so much for um, for talking with me and sharing this. It doesn't sound easy. No, it's but it's great. It's a fantastic job. I love it. But but. Obviously, I didn't love it. Um, but you know, that's why I left. And so I think that. People don't realize all the time that if you're not happy somewhere, you have choices and you can walk away. And I'm very grateful that I walked away. I I have not regretted it, but I really am like behind the scenes here, like rooting for everybody to get a better contract and for the job to just be better in general. So I'm really grateful that you had me on today and that I got to speak about this and talk to you guys. Angie Andreessen is a former American Airlines flight attendant. Katora Johnson is the international vice president of the Association of Flight Attendants. That's it for this episode of The Assignment. The Assignment is a production of CNN Audio. Our producers are Madeline Thompson, Jennifer Lai, Lori Galaretta, Carla Javier, and Dan Bloom. Our associate producer is Isoke Samuel. Our senior producer is Matt Martinez. Mixing and sound design by David Shulman. Dan DeZula is our technical director. Steve Lichtai is our executive producer. Special thanks to Katie Hinman. And thank you for listening. 
I'm Audie Cornish. Quality sleep is essential, and that's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. So you can choose what's right for you whenever you like. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature. Quiets their snores. Sleep Number does that. Sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on Sleep Number limited edition smart beds for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com.